Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to The How of Business podcast. This is Henry Lopez, and this episode is about the fundamentals of pricing your product or service so that you can operate a profitable small business. So how do you price your product or service to find that balance between what your target market will pay and what you need to charge to make a profit? I don't have all of the answers on this, but on this episode, I'm going to share with you my approach to pricing and what I've learned from other experts about pricing for small business products and services. To receive more information about the How of Business, including the show notes page for this episode, and how you can continue supporting my show and receive discounts, exclusive content, and join my monthly group coaching session through a Patreon membership, just visit thehowabusiness.com. I also encourage you to please subscribe to my show wherever you might be listening so you don't miss any new episodes. I also want to take a moment to thank a few of my coaching clients, including Josh, Caden, Haley, and Tony. Thanks for the opportunity to help you start and grow your small business. So there are two downloads that will be available on the show notes page for this episode at thehowabusiness.com. One is a presentation that follows with the topics that I'm going to cover on this episode about fundamentals of pricing for small business owners, as well as what I call a biz note, which is my summary. Sometimes when I read a book, I'll create a summary for myself and I'll share those on the website sometimes. And this is on a book related to pricing called Priceless. I'll talk more about that book later. But those are two downloads that I encourage you to go get at the show notes page for this episode at thehowabusiness.com. So what I'm going to focus on on this episode is to share with you an introduction to pricing strategies for small business owners that I'm going to get into what pricing markup is and how it's different from gross profit how to determine price markup for your product or your service. Typically, it applies to a product, a step-by-step process. I'll highlight that. And of course, you can then get the download so that you can review the step-by-step process on how to calculate a price markup. Then I'll touch briefly on wholesale pricing, markup benchmarks across different industries, how to manage sales and discount, and a bunch of related resources for you to also refer to to learn more about how to price your product and services. I'll try to make all of this not too boring. It is a very technical discussion, but obviously if you want to follow step-by-step, then you might want to watch the YouTube channel version. Just go to the How a Business YouTube channel, and there you can follow along with the slides where I have the examples and the step-by-step. Or you can always download the presentation and follow along, and you can find that again on the show notes page for this episode at thehowabusiness.com. Determining the selling price of your product, and mostly what I'm going to share with you on this episode relates to pricing products. It's a little different when you're pricing services. That's more about determining the value or the perceived value of that service. But for products specifically, it requires a combination of research, analysis, and market validation. So I'm going to explore those three areas. Because ultimately, what determines the ideal price for your offering is the market. This is one of the many reasons that I like to take the MVP approach, the minimally viable product approach, or starting as small, as small of a version of your business as possible to get that validation from your target audience, your target market, that they will in fact pay what you have priced your product at. Or do you need to adjust? 
So the market obviously at the end of the day determines if you are pricing your product correctly. Now, certainly it's easy to get the validation that your product is too expensive if they don't buy, but it could be that they're buying it because it's so cheap and that's great, but can we make a profit at that price? If you're already selling your product or service, then you need to analyze and adjust pricing on a regular basis. It's critical to sustaining your business, the profitability of your business, because if for no other reason, your expenses are changing likely. They're probably rising in certain areas. So I recommend that at least once a year, every business should analyze their pricing, at least at a product line level, to see where you might not have to make some adjustments. Let me share an example of perhaps a mistake with pricing with hoverboards. I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of a hoverboard, but they're also known as self-balancing scooters. So hoverboards are these portable electric devices that move on two wheels. They were introduced around 2015 and quickly became hugely popular. They're powered by lithium-ion batteries. And as a rider, usually a young person, not me, stands on the platform between the two wheels. The platform is large enough for the rider's feet. And then you lean forward or backward or right or left, and the wheels will move in that direction. And of course, there's a series of sensors and pressure pads that help catch the rider's weight and prevent them from falling forward or backwards or whatever these hoverboards were hugely popular and when the hoverboards first and when the hoverboards first hit the market they were priced quite high often around $1500 that was by the initial manufacturer but as more manufacturers entered the market very quickly and production costs decrease prices rapidly fell you can find them now on Amazon for as low as $89. And so early adopters, those early customers who purchased at those high prices, they felt cheated. And the brand of that original manufacturer, well, that value, that perceived value was significantly diluted. People felt like maybe they were taken advantage of. This rapid price drop was a lesson in understanding market dynamics and competitive pricing strategies that we have to be aware of. So sure, you can price your product at a premium if you are first to market. But it's not that easy, and you can expect to possibly pay a price, pun intended, maybe later, and the impact that it might have on your brand. Let's discuss a couple of related financial terms that are important as it relates to pricing. I don't like to get too hung up on financial terms, but understanding what pricing markup is versus gross profit, I think is important for us to clearly understand as small business owners. So pricing markup, again, is not the same as gross profit, and sometimes understanding the difference can help you strategically with pricing your product or service profitably. So pricing markup is the amount by which the cost of goods sold for the item that you're producing or the service that you're producing, in that case, the direct cost of that item or that service. It's the amount by which that cost of goods sold is increased to set the selling price. Versus gross profit is the difference between your selling price and your cost of goods sold. Now, I know this can get tricky. And for somebody like me who has limited math abilities, I have to see it in writing. So I've got an example in the download as well as in the YouTube version of this episode that'll help you follow along. So I'm not going to get too much into it here. But let's say for an example that I have a product that I sell for $10. That's my selling price. And my cost of goods sold, all of the raw materials that go in to making or assembling that product, let's say that's $3.50. So I'm selling it for $10, cost of goods sold is $3.50, $6.50 in gross profit or 65% gross margin. 
But if I calculate the markup on that, which the, the again, the formula is my selling price minus my cost of goods sold divided by my cost of goods sold times 100. I know, I know that's a lot there, but it adds up to 186% markup or 2.86 times my cost of goods sold. And that calculation and understanding what different industries, uh, what the benchmarks are for markups can help us with determining what the market might bear for our price. It's one component, of course. Remember, there's different components to determining what should I price my product or service at. So there are no standard rules for determining a markup on a product. It really does vary by industry and market and geography. All those variables have to be considered to determine what's appropriate for your particular geography, your particular market. Now, if you're selling online and selling nationwide or worldwide, then of course, that's a little more challenging. And of course, you're competing against many more competitors in e-commerce. And so you have to take that into account. Now in markup, there's a term you may have heard or may be using yourself called keystone or keystoning. And that's a term that uh, became popular to signify a 50% markup. And that's common in retail and e-commerce. So a doubling, if you will, of the uh, cost of goods sold or the wholesale price that I might buy something at. Determining markup is also a combination of understanding your expenses, industry best practices, competition, and what your goals are for what you're wanting to achieve, especially in the way of profitability with this particular product or product line. And how much you charge, again, depends so much on your market and your position within that market. If you've established yourself and built a brand, for example, built on being the premium provider on quality, then perhaps you can get away with a much higher markup than another brand that has not built that reputation. So those things are important. If we're new to the market, then we don't have that. And so therefore we can't get away typically with charging a premium just because of our brand, because it has not been established yet. Pricing markup is also known as cost plus pricing. If you've heard that term, they're really interchangeable price markup or cost plus pricing, meaning that you're adding to your cost of goods sold. You're adding an amount to that. That's the markup and that's how you will determine the selling price. I had an opportunity not long ago to work with a client who provided products, sold products that people used in their homes. And uh, what he was doing, which is not uncommon, was applying a markup across uh, a span of products, a product line of similar products. But what was happening is that one of the products that he was selling required a lot more support, a lot more phone calls. People had needed a lot more handholding to learn how to use it, use it properly. So it just required a lot more work, a lot more effort. It was a lot more complex to sell that product and to get people to use it. So it was a cost there that he really wasn't accounting for. And that's because he was looking at the entire product line on his P&L lumped together instead of then eventually what he did was break it out and identify that that particular product needed a different pricing model, a higher markup at least if he was going to continue selling that item because it was losing money. Now combined, looking at the entire product line, he was making a profit, but that one item was dragging down his profitability across the product line. And only by analyzing it carefully, breaking it down, breaking down his P&L to include those line items so that he could look at each item individually, was he able to identify that one of those items needed to be priced differently. So the takeaway there in that example is that it doesn't always work to just apply the same markup even across a similar set of products or services. 
Now I'm going to walk you through at a high level the six steps to calculate markup, your markup price, your selling price. You'll find all of the details, the formulas, and examples in that download document that I referred to that you can find at the show notes page for this episode at thehowabusiness.com. Or if you're watching this episode at the How a Business YouTube channel, you'll see the slides there and you can follow along. But if you're listening right now in your car or at the gym or on your walk, just take this in at a high level. And then I encourage you later, if there's something here that sounds like it's different from what you're doing, or maybe you don't have a process, then I encourage you to go and download the details of it and apply this and learn how to do it or apply some components of it to help you do it better. So here are the six steps. So the first step is to calculate what we call indirect expenses or overhead. Everything else on your PL, all of those other expenses other than cost of goods sold. So everything that's not directly related to the raw materials or components that go into your product or perhaps even your direct uh, services efforts or your direct labor also can be included in cost of goods sold. But all of that is what we got to look at first. What is that monthly burn rate? What is that number? And of course, that changes over time. But what is it, at least for the foreseeable future, as you're calculating what your markup needs to be so that you can make an overall profit, not just a gross profit, but an operating profit as well? So that's step number one. Step number two is to calculate your cost of goods sold. And hopefully you are doing this, but if you're not, or if you're getting ready to launch your business, this is an important first step. What does it take to produce that widget, that product, or that service? What is the cost of goods sold, those raw materials or components, and direct labor in some cases that go into making one unit of whatever it is that you sell? That's called cost of goods sold. So that's number two, calculate cost of goods sold. Number three is to set a target selling price and then validate that. So you've got an idea on pricing and ideally that comes hopefully from research. And what I find is in most of the businesses that we start, we're not starting something that hasn't been seen before. Now, some of you might, you might be inventing something completely new and then pricing is a lot more complicated, like the hoverboard example. But for most of us, we do have examples that we can research, maybe not in our direct market, but in other markets. And the internet allows us to find out a lot of times what are people selling a similar item or the same item for. But once you've determined the, the target selling price based on a markup, or you might back up into what is that markup and then validate it, then we've got to calculate our break-even point. Will that margin that we generate... So the difference between my selling price and my cost of goods sold, and based on how many units or how much of this service I can provide, I can sell and deliver, will it be enough to cover my overhead? So that's the calculation that has to be made. And, and it's not straightforward, but I have an example for you in the download that'll walk you through how to calculate that. And that'll then direct you Okay, so if I sell this item, let's say for $10, that might be great. That might be where the market maybe dictates. It might be a good enough markup, but will it, if I can only sell a thousand of those units a month, let's say, or I can only deliver a hundred hours of that service a month, will the profit, that gross profit that I generate be enough to cover my overhead expenses? It's not just whether my individual item is priced right to make a gross profit, meaning my selling price minus my direct cost of goods sold. But then however much I project I'm going to sell that might be constrained by my capacity, is that enough to cover my overhead? 
This is Henry Lopez with a brief break from this episode to share a special offer from our new show sponsor, Relay. Relay is an online banking and money management platform for small business. As a small business owner, you need banking that's truly built for your small business. No more fees, no minimum balances, no more bookkeeping problems come tax season, and no more branch visits to complete basic banking tasks. Now you can take control of your money with Relay, an online banking and money management platform that puts you in complete control of your cash flow. First, there are no account fees, no overdraft fees and no minimum balances, which means you get to keep more of your hard-earned money. And Relay is the official banking partner for Profit First. So you can set up multiple checking and savings accounts and automate their percentage-based allocations using smart transfer rules. Relay also allows you to make unlimited payments via ACH, wires, or checks, earn interest on every spare dollar with Relay savings accounts, provide secure read-only access to your accountant and bookkeeper, and speed up bookkeeping with reliable bank feeds that sync directly into QuickBooks Online and Xero. Best of all, it takes less than 10 minutes to apply online and it's absolutely free. And as a special offer to the How a Business listeners, sign up for Relay using the link on the show notes page for this episode and you'll also get $50 added to your account once you fund your new account. You can find the link to the show notes page in the description for this episode. Relay customer deposits are FDIC insured through their partner bank, Thread Bank, member FDIC. Please see the show notes page for this episode at thehowabusiness.com for more details. So that's step number four, calculating your break-even point. And break-even point is simply when will the gross profit, when will it cover all of my expenses that I have on a periodic basis, let's say monthly. So let's say I am setting a price of $10 per unit and I'm calculating that I can produce and sell about a thousand of these a month. So that's 10,000 in revenues. But let's say then that I've got, of course, cost of goods sold and a gross profit of 65%. So I would multiply that 10,000 by 65%. That leaves me a gross profit of 6,500. Now, if my operating expenses is 6,500, that's my break-even point. When my my revenues can cover my cost of goods sold and my indirect expenses. That's what we call break-even. When will I achieve break-even? And in every unit that I produce above that and sell above that, more importantly, is where I'm going to generate my operating profit. Now I go back in step five and validate or adjust my markup. And the goal here, I want to ensure that the business is going to make a high enough gross profit on that revenue. So again, revenue minus cost of goods sold, a high enough gross profit to be able to cover my indirect expenses or my overhead and there be enough left over to make a profit and it be a profit that's worthwhile, that, that makes sense for the investment that I have make or I'm about to make or I'm still making in my business. So in determining your markup, which is step five, you got to determine what your capacity is, what your output can be. You're going to determine your average cost of goods sold per unit. And then you're going to calculate what operating profit that would generate for you after you cover your overhead or your indirect cost. And then step six is to adjust, continue to adjust initially and ongoing. And of course, this 
markup strategy or cost plus pricing strategy. It really is a simple pricing method that's focused on your internal factors mostly, but it doesn't. What the formula does not take into account is your external demands. So those factors have to be brought in to now add reality to what you've calculated in the way of a markup and a selling price. You also got to think about things like charm pricing and anchoring to adjust your pricing with. And this brings me to a book that I want to recommend on the topic of pricing, and it's titled Priceless, The Myth of Fair Value and How to Take Advantage of It by William Poundstone. Now, I created a summary of the book, what I call a biz notes, and you can download that as well at the show notes page for this episode at thehowabusiness.com. And what I've done there is I summarize my key takeaways, my highlights from this book, Priceless. But a couple of the things that he talks about there are a couple of concepts that you may well be familiar with are charm pricing and anchoring. So charm pricing is the, the approach that really is very effective even when we know it's being done to us of pricing something, let's say, instead of $10, $9.99 or $9.94. Ending in that kind of a number has been psychologically proven again and again to appear to be a lower price than what would just be two pennies more or a penny more. But psychologically, people think of that as $9 as opposed to $10. Similarly, anchoring, anchoring can be applied many different ways, but one of the ways that it is so powerful is as it relates to discounting. And you've all experienced this, I'm sure, when you go buy something in a store and it's on sale. The reason that they leave the original price, let's say it was originally priced at $100, and they put a slash through that original price and then put the discounted price of, let's say, $89, is no matter what, for most of us, even when we know that that is an anchoring strategy, it works. We feel like we got a bargain. We feel like the value that has been assigned to that product, often a, an article of clothing as an example, is $100 because it says so right here on the ticket, but I'm getting a bargain, I'm getting a discount, and it simply works. But even when you're offering a service or even in negotiations on pricing, if it's a much more complex product or service that you are offering, where you may not feel this comes into play directly, anchoring can be used by making sure that the price that you establish or set or share first is higher than what you might be willing to accept because you know that in that particular environment, in what you're selling, it's expected that there might be a negotiation. And so I always believe that you set your prices higher if possible, within reason, and then use discounting where appropriate. Versus once you've set your price too low, it's pretty hard to raise that price without your market noticing. But we can always reduce it temporarily through a discount. To summarize then, the, the objective, the goal of pricing for products or services that we offer through our small business is to ensure that we're making a high enough profit to be able to pay for the indirect costs and then have enough to make a profit. And so determining the target number of units you expect to sell and source and that you can produce is an important component, as is considering the market and your competition. And is that 
profit that's going to be left over after you cover your indirect costs, your overhead, is that worthwhile? Is it enough? Does it make sense for you financially? And again, there's no right answer there because you may have very slim margins like you might find, for example, in the grocery industry where you might have markups as low as 2%, but they make it up in volume. The challenge, of course, for us as small business owners is for most of us, at least starting out, we don't have the benefit of volume or it takes a lot of time to build up that volume. So we have to be very careful there. And when we have low profit margins, we're much more susceptible to a downturn, to an unexpected downturn in the economy or in our particular market. In the restaurant industry, for example, a markup might be two or 300%. However, that doesn't mean net operating profits are going to be in that range. Depending on the type or the model, we're achieving a 10% operating margin might be the best that you can do despite your markup because of your overhead. And that's why we cannot do price markup in isolation. It needs to all be relative to also covering our indirect or our overhead expenses. So the questions in summary that you have to ask yourself as it relates to pricing, I can really boil it down to how much do I need to sell and at what price to break even? And then how much do I need to sell above that to cover my operating expenses and make a profit? I need to validate that the selling price that I've set is realistic. And ideally, I'm able to test that. And of course, we got to consider how much of this can I produce? How much can I deliver? What is my capacity? And do I consider that when I calculate my break even and what my profitability might be? A couple of thoughts for you if you are dealing with wholesaling, either because you're buying something at wholesale or you're producing or offering a product at wholesale that then your customer is reselling at retail. Now, typically in those environments, you will see a lot more of what we call keystone pricing, where that gross profit is marked up at least 50%. Because we, we need to allow for our retailer, our consumer, our client to be able to mark it up then even further for them to make enough of a profit for it to make sense for them as the retailer. Another example that comes to mind about making an error with pricing that I want to share is MoviePass. You may have heard of MoviePass. I think we all heard of it if we were moviegoers. But MoviePass was a subscription-based movie ticketing service that originally charged about $50 a month. And what you got was essentially unlimited, or I think it was limited to one ticket a day. So you could go every day for 50 bucks a month and go see a movie, a first-run movie at a movie theater. And then subsequent things happened. They got bought out and they made the mistake of significantly reducing the price for unlimited movies to just $9.95 a month. Of course, it was successful as far as it attracted a huge number of subscribers, but the company couldn't sustain the financial losses it was incurring because it was subsidizing those ticket costs. It was still paying on behalf of their subscribers full price for those tickets at those movie theaters. So the pricing model that they adopted was simply not sustainable in the long run, and the company underwent several pricing changes and eventually had to declare bankruptcy. So this approach of building a user base, particularly using a subscription model at any cost, first became popular really in the, in the high-tech industry and in the software as a service industry in particular. And the goal there again is to acquire as much market share at all cost. But most of us as small business owners, we simply don't have those resources. We don't have typically the endless supply of venture capital to afford this approach. So we have to be very careful, going back to the point I've been making, that our pricing takes into account covering our operating expenses. Otherwise, you will suffer loss 
losses that you cannot sustain for very long. And it's also why we must review our pricing on a regular basis to make sure that our costs have not gotten out of line to the point where we are no longer making a profit even on a particular item or service. I've listed some other common mistakes that I observe small business owners make and I've made myself. I've listed those on one of the pages of the download that I keep referring to. So you can find that download at thehowabusiness.com at the show notes page for this episode. And so that's one of the resources that I have available there for you. I also mentioned the book summary on the book Priceless. And I've got a couple of episodes that I want to recommend, previous episodes of The How of Business. On episode 303, I interviewed Jonathan Starr and he shared some really great ideas about what he calls value pricing instead of hourly billing. So if what you're offering is a service and you're charging by the hour perhaps or some semblance thereof, this is a great episode to learn about maybe how to shift that to instead price based on the value that you're delivering or promising to the customer as opposed to time and material. And then on episode 426, I interviewed Herman Simon, who's an expert on pricing. We talked about hidden champions, why certain companies, particularly in Germany, are so successful. But we also talked about pricing. In specific, I wanted to get his input on raising prices, which is such a challenge for us as business owners. You know, we we hide behind or we're afraid of what the impact might be. Will we lose customers? Will we price ourselves out of the market? And all of those are valid concerns and valid questions. But he shared on that episode, an approach to raising prices, which I think makes sense. And to summarize it, what he says is if you have, for example, the need to make a 10% increase in pricing because you've got a 10% increase in your supply chain and your cost of goods sold. And one approach that he recommends that I thought was interesting is to take 50% of that increase, so 50% of that 10% increase, and pass that on to the customer in a price increase. 20% you should look to find in efficiency savings, so cost reductions. 30% you absorb as the business owner, and then you continue to be agile and be fast about making additional increases. He does believe that it's better to increase several times in small steps than one large increase. So to summarize key takeaways, I encourage you to go get those downloads, leverage those resources, but how much you charge for your product or service If I'm asked that question, the simple answer is it depends. Depends on various factors that I've shared with you here on this episode. Determining the selling price of your product or service requires a combination of research, analysis, and calculations, applying a markup, but also then market validation. Ultimately, your market determines the ideal price for your offering. And that's again why if we can validate that with an initial small offering or an MVP approach to your product or service, that's a great opportunity to validate if you're on the right track with pricing. And then we must, as small business owners, on a regular basis, at least annually, analyze and adjust our pricing and make sure that we're measuring and staying on top of our numbers to make sure that we are profitable, not just at a gross profit level, but at a net operating profit level. And that requires reviewing, having up-to-date financials, but then reviewing those financials at least on a monthly basis. I wish you the best as you start and grow your successful and profitable small business. This is Henry Lopez. Thanks for joining me for this episode of The How of Business. I release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, including The How of Business YouTube channel and my website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. 
For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.